Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our Vita podcast, where we're going to help educate military veterans and their spouses on opportunities in Web3. Our plan is to host a series of industry leaders, many of whom are veterans or spouses themselves, so we can learn about their journey down the crypto rabbit hole while understanding opportunities for transitioning veterans into space. My name is Chris Perkins. I'm a combat Marine veteran who spent 15 years on Wall Street before transitioning into crypto myself. And before we begin, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Luca, who have dedicated their time and resources to make this podcast possible. And today we're interviewing Adam Zarazinski, CEO and founder of Inca. Welcome, Adam. Thanks for having me. So, Adam, as we begin, would love to hear about your background. Uh, you know, tell us how you grew up and what, what led you to the military. Yeah. Um, so I was born and raised in Chicago, um, went to went to undergrad there. Uh, started my career in intelligence, actually, at Interpol in the south of France, doing criminal intelligence work there. Um, so we built, uh, essentially, their first um, open-source data collection system. Um, at the time, Interpol was um, was kind of doing, they were doing like one-off OSINT investigations. So they would have an investigation, and they would go out and try to collect data relevant to that investigation, as opposed to the other way around. So we helped Interpol go out collect data on different markets. They were just illegal markets, right? Weapons trafficking, human trafficking, stuff like that. Um, and then help them analyze that data and, and build an operational side picture of what was happening. Um, I did that for a while. And then the, uh, the co-founder and I went our separate ways. Um, so he went on to lead network security at the Bank of France. And I went to law school at the University of Michigan. And then uh, right from uh, uh, law school, I joined the Air Force as a judge advocate. So I was, um, I was stationed at Joint Base Andrews for about two years um, and served mostly as a federal prosecutor there. Um, did that for two years and then uh, deployed to Afghanistan, spent um, about nine months in Afghanistan, mostly doing operations and intelligence law. Um, wrapped up my time there, redeployed uh, back to D.C., where I was the judge advocate for um, the Air Force District of Washington. So it was, it was like the Air Force element to the, uh, the joint a unit that protected Washington, D.C., and then caught the crypto bug uh, somewhere in between there, uh, left active duty March of 2018. Awesome. So, you know, you're speaking to a Marine who writes with crayons. And so not only are you <laughs> in the Air Force, so you're already like, you know, up here, uh, but you're also a lawyer, a, a JAG from, from the Air Force. You know, as you unpack your experience in the military, whether it was in Afghanistan or otherwise, are there any like defining moments or, or experiences that you had that would later define your career? You, you put it nicely. To me, I'm in the uh, not only the dorkiest branch, but the, the dorkiest part of the dorkiest branch. <laughs> <laughs> um, like most people, right, I, I joined the U.S. military because uh, I wanted to help change the world, right? And when I deployed, I, I feel like I, I kind of had an opportunity to do that. But I felt almost like it wasn't enough. Like I, I wanted I wanted not only to do more, but I wanted to have less bureaucratic and administrative control over what I was doing and, and how to shape, how to contribute to society. Um, and to me, that's, that's, that's crypto, right? Like that, that's why I got into crypto. Um, obviously like, like everybody else that probably listens to this, like, um, caught the crypto bug and, and said like, oh my God, you know, this is something that can really change the world. I think that, you know, that we can contribute here without any red tape, right. And, and make an outsized impact. Um, so it was, I, I actually like spent all those, 
Um, I, I, I was introduced to Bitcoin right before I deployed, actually, and um, spent all those hours, you know, where you're like, you know, sitting and waiting in line to do something. Um, I was actually learning about crypto then. Um, so like, you know, when I was like on the tarmac, on the C-130, uh, I had like, um, I had like just bought basically every Bitcoin book I could get my hands on. And it was sitting there kind of plowing through all of it. Um, figuring out, you know, not only not only trying to understand the space, but also maybe where we can fit in the space where we can contribute. Um, so it was that mixture of of like getting a chance to like really do what I thought I wanted to do, but then also facing all the you know bureaucratic and administrative hurdles that, that come with being in the military, and thought um, thought that maybe I could do more. So that that's why I got into crypto. Awesome. So you you came back, you know, now you're up to speed. You've done a lot of reading. Um, what 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 happened? How was your transition, and how did you end up where you are today? Yeah, um, my co-founder and I decide. Okay, we, we're going to start this company. We're going to do um, enterprise grade data analytics um, and basically help old finance, um, old government get into crypto. Right, that's that's our big goal um, through data. Um, and then we were kind of like, well, uh, now what? Like. You know, unlike you, uh, I had zero experience on Wall Street, <laughs> um, and neither did my neither did my partner. <laughs> neither did my partner, and we're like, we don't know, we don't know where to go. And uh, and sure enough, time and time again, right? Uh, it was actually the, the military that helped me out. So um, I joined a program that I highly recommend for anybody that's leaving the military. Um, um, it's called ACP, American Corporate Partners. I'm sure, you've heard of them. Um, so what they do is they, they basically connect people that are leaving the military with mentors, right? And, and that mentor can be anything that, that mentor can be somebody that's going to help you get a job or write a resume or whatever. And, um, and I said, Hey, uh, we're getting into crypto finance. Uh, we want to sell data. Uh, we need somebody that just knows a lot of people, uh, on wall street. Um, and so, uh, they, they hooked uh, me up with a guy who's now a dear friend and an advisor to us. His name is John Palazzo. Uh, he's the, uh, I, think he, I believe he's the, the COO of um, Intelligent Frost. Um, and, and just knows everybody. He was kind of supportive, supportive of us from the beginning. And that was really our entrance into, into um, the market. Um, from there, you know, we built a few like basic initial products. And, and JP and his friend Michelle Finzi were the ones that that really got us, you know, got us intros, got us talking to people, figuring out what the market needed, um, and we've been we've been running since then. That's awesome. So tell us about Inca. What does it do? Um, and, and maybe we'd love to hear the story of, of what it took to build it. Yeah. So um, think of us kind of like a mixture between uh, Bloomberg and Palantir for crypto. Uh, so, so we collect data, provide infrastructure uh, for that data, and analyze data uh, across the digital asset ecosystem. Um, I, I break it down into kind of like three rough categories of data that we collect and analyze. Uh, the first is crypto market data. Um, so, we, you know, we're plugged into about 350 exchanges globally. Um, we collect all of that, uh, all of that market data. So it's kind of column one. Column two is what I call technical data uh, that includes blockchain data. So we run our own nodes, we collect blockchain data. Um, we collect data from GitHub repos. Um, 
uh, collect data from mining pools, stuff like that. We're we're not a forensics company, so we don't we don't compete with uh, Chainalysis, CypherTrace, TRM, any of those companies. Um, but we collect similar data sets, so we pull in all that technical data, and then we have a fairly large and robust uh, natural language uh, data collection um, uh, module too. So we go out, we turn news into data, social media like Twitter and Reddit. Um, messenger chat channels like Telegram, the decisions of financial regulators all around the world. Um, go out and collect that data, and then and then we do stuff with it. Um, most of most of what we've done to date uh, has been fairly bespoke for large clients. So a large bank or a large hedge fund will come to us with a specific problem set, and uh, we will take kind of all the building blocks that we have in our infrastructure and create a solution uh, for them. Um, now we're transitioning a little bit. You know, we understand more of the market. We understand where we fit in the market. We're, we're starting to um, openly productize more. But to date, a lot of what we've been doing is, is selling specific products to uh, Fidelity, right? Or uh, we do a lot of cross-market surveillance for the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. We even do work for Special Operations Command. Um, you know, we help them analyze um, uh, the purchase and sale of uh, precursor machinery that might be used in the building of weapons and mass destruction. So most of it's uh, bespoke. It's just little things like, you know, writing weapons of mass destruction proliferation. Sounds like a pretty uh, easy task. I, I would like to say, you know, I would love to answer that there is some, um, you know, that I have some secret, uh, but I don't, right? It's just like, it's just a grind, man. You know, e- every day is just, um, um, it, it's, to me, the success that Inca has had is uh, simply uh, is, is just two things. It's just, um, first, it's luck, right? Uh, there's a lot of luck involved. And the second is people that work their asses off. Um, and that's it. That's, that's like 90% of it. There's no secret sauce. Um, you know, it's day in, day out, working really hard to get what you want. Um, and, then, uh, and, then, and then some luck, too. Um, whether, you know, even like with the even with the the contract that we now have with Special Operations Command, um, no no secret sauce there, right? It was I think it was me. Um, so we were connected to SOCOM after trying multiple different avenues to to um, try to help out a, a couple agencies within the DoD, and I I I got introduced to SOCOM uh, from a LinkedIn connection. That like I was like it was like midnight. I was like two or three beers in, just scrolling, scrolling LinkedIn, and uh, messaged this guy and I said, "Hey, I, I think we can help with this problem set." And then like you know, twenty minutes later, like well, like one o'clock in the morning, he responded and he was like, "Yeah, let's talk." And that's how we got SoCom. Um, wow. So <laughs> no no secret sauce, just just hard work. So typical day is just trolling on LinkedIn and and. Uh... Now, I imagine your, your typical day is pretty intense. Do you want to describe it a little bit more? Like, what do you do day in and day out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so no, now, now it is no longer um, I'm trolling LinkedIn. So now, now obviously, we have a, a very robust uh, commercial practice and a, and a robust uh, government practice, too. Um, and so it's, uh, I would say we're, we're, we're to the point as a company where, um, you know, we have we have our products. We know the direction that we're heading in. Um, it's it's really it's it's managing two things. Um, it's it's managing um, product rollout. So you know we know the products that we wanted to build. How do we get from 
um, where we are to actually developing and rolling out those products on the tech side, that that's what it is. Um, and then I, w- I would say on the on the business side of the house, um, a lot of it is is not just um, teeing up those conversations, but a lot of it kind of like what you're doing here. It's educational. Um, I, I still see um, um, the crypto space. You know, you and I live it day in day out. Um, and so it, 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 sometimes it feels to me like, oh man, like, you know, uh, everybody's in this space now and, and to a degree that's true, but it's still fairly like nascent, right? Um, lar- like large banks, large heads, hedge funds, government agencies, they're just now wrapping their, wrapping their heads around crypto. Um, and so how do we, how does Inca build a business that, um, that helps them? And collaborates with them sustainably, um, and um, and 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 through that um, helps grow crypto globally. Yeah, right? that's that's the big question. Totally get it, and I agree with you. I think we're super early, and sometimes we, you know we talk to each other all day long, so we think everybody is so focused and passionate about crypto as we are, but they're not. Right? It's still super early. You know, we spoke earlier about people and talent. And clearly in my experience and yours, Adam, like that's one of the keys to growing any kind of business. Can you talk about, you know, how you approach talent and what are some of your hiring needs for people listening? And, you know, what kind of skill sets are you looking for and, and how do vets fit into that? I would say at the outset, we are looking, uh, we are primarily hiring people with technical uh, technology backgrounds right now. So if, if, um, if you can code, um, more than likely you have a place somewhere at Inca. You're hiring. Um, we have, um, we prioritize and also we prioritize hiring vets. Um, I would say over half of our team right now are veterans. Uh, we have, um, we have skill bridge as an opportunity. So if you're still in the military, uh, we, we quarterly, I would say we hire three to five skill bridge interns, um, every quarter. And, uh, a lot of those folks have transitioned into full-time jobs. Um, our the way that the way that the company works and our hiring practices are maybe a little bit different than your traditional model. So um, first, we're remote, um, and we were remote pre-COVID. Um, we uh, we operate on GitHub, so it's async communication. Everything is on GitHub. It doesn't matter if you're a developer or somebody that's doing pure business. Um, everything's on GitHub. Um, we have quarterly meetups too. So, um, we'll get together as a team once every three to four months, um, and, and hang out and work together. The last one was in Barcelona. So I, I think that, um, I think that this, well, one other thing, and then, um, for a lot of folks, we're not sure where you fit in. We have a challenge program. Um, so we have a list of maybe 20 challenges on GitHub that you can find from our website, from our website. Go and take one of those challenges, and then we'll we'll try to find the spot for you. Um, shows a couple of things, right? That I think fit in with um, military values, right? So, uh, first, being a self starter and being being able to like independently think and operate. Um, we ultimately we're we're a startup, right? And, and not only are we a startup, but we don't have much of a hierarchy, unlike the military. So, um, uh, folks on our team can join a team or multiple teams um, and build products on their own or with a team leave that team and go to a different team. Um, you have that flexibility. Uh, but along with that comes, you know, having to like organize your own work. Um, um, 
which obviously is, um, is super important for any startup and uh, for ours in particular. Uh, that's a pretty awesome, unique approach. I love the way it's so empirical. Uh, what advice would you have for any kind of transitioning veteran, maybe even the non-technical veteran, on how to get up to speed on all things happening Web3? You know, you, you were, when you were deployed, everything on Bitcoin, you know, that's clearly matured. You know, what, what would you recommend or advise? So there, I think there's great public resources um, out there, right, that you can, you can get up to speed relatively quickly. Um, but I, I would say what I have found now running this company since 2018 is that people are willing to help and willing to talk. Um, and that's not, just, that's not just true. I mean, it's, it's especially true in the military community. Um, but not just that. I mean, to be honest, the number of people that are just like willing to provide advice that I'm able to bounce ideas off of across finance, um, like super friendly. I think crypto, uh, Chris, I'm sure you've seen this too, like crypto is super friendly. I mean, even like our direct competitors, like we'll bounce ideas off of each other all the time and, and give each other shit, right. Uh, about, you know, um, different markets and stuff. So I think, I think crypto is really friendly and, um, and then across financing, people are willing to help. So don't be bashful about reaching out to me um, or to, to anybody else. And if you don't get a response, don't get discouraged. Just keep on going. Yeah, totally agree with that. And uh, people are always welcoming, always ready to answer questions. And yeah, it, like you said, you know, sometimes you get 10,000 emails a day. Just keep trying and, and people will pick you up. So looking forward, Adam, uh, you know, Inc. is growing massively. What excites you about Web3 as we look on the horizon? I mean, maybe this is a little bit self-interested, but I but I think the next stage of this is is going to be um, um, large financial institutions really digging into crypto. So I think you know I think over the past couple of years, um, those those large FIs were kind of like mandated to crypto, get into crypto, and they didn't know what to do, so they kind of like threw a bunch of PhDs into a room and said, "Figure it out." Um, and you're our crypto division. Now they're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. This can actually like help our operations. This can actually change the game. Right now, there's obviously going to be some, um, some that are dug in and, and don't want to change and don't want to see the, uh, the potential like social benefits of crypto play out. But for every one of those, I think that there's other institutions that are open to that change um, and, and, and uh, willing to accept it with open arms. So I think we're, gonna, we're starting to see that this year. Um, um, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I think it's going to bring a lot of benefits to Bitcoin, um, a little a lot of benefits to our community, um, um, in a way that is better than just co-option and uh, and diversions. No, I totally agree. I think institutional adoption is um, we're not there yet, but I think it's coming. And I, I think some of the services and products that that people like Inca deliver will help expedite that transition because institutions need certain things and. Pretty much all of them are trying to figure out how to get into the space, and and they're all hiring across the board. So it's super exciting. So, so Adam, uh, just any last minute thoughts or, or recommendations or advice that you would provide to to somebody, a veteran or a spouse, somebody trying to get into Web three? Take as many different avenues as you can uh, with resources that are available. Uh, along with that, don't get discouraged. Sounds great. And and how can people connect with you? Uh, you can just email me. My email is adam at inca.digital. Thank you so much, Adam, for today's discussion. And again, I also wanted to thank our sponsor, Luca, uh, for doing what you do. And, and we're deeply appreciative of your support. For those interested in learning more about Vita, please connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Please hit me on Twitter at PerkinsCR97. Thank you so much, everyone. See you next time.